Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Alka Patel. I am host of the Lifestyle First podcast and I'm the creator and founder of the Lifestyle First Method. And I'm here today with John on the Relationships and Revenue podcast. This is Relationships and Revenue. The show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. As always, I am your host, John Hewlin. Thrilled to have you with us today. And we have a very, very special guest with us today, Dr. Alka Patel. How are you, Alka? I am feeling great. Delighted to be here with you, John. Great. Well, I'm thrilled to have you here. And I know that the listeners are going to be so excited to hear what you have to share because everything that you do applies to every single person who could possibly listen to this. So I'm super excited about that. Now, in order for you listeners to get a better idea of who Dr. Alka is, let me hear, and my notes as I always have, you all know that. Let me tell you a little bit more about her. And she is a doctor, that is MD. That's right, she's an MD. She's also a coach, speaker, author. And as you heard in the introduction, she is a podcaster. She does all that to amplify health as a skill and an asset so that inspired individuals and bold businesses can create compassionate lifestyle changes for happy, healthy living and connected workplace wellness. Wow, that's amazing. That is fantastic. I love that. And oh, by the way, she also happens to be wife and mom. So <laughs> Oh, yes. Those are those are probably her two most important titles, I would venture to say. <laughs> Spot on, yeah. I won't pitch them in which order of difficulty uh, they come, but uh, yeah, absolutely. I think you touched on, you know, two really, really important facets there. Um, it really is very much about the conversation about what is health. You know, when we mm. speak about health. Yes, yes. People I've been speaking to, patients, colleagues, no one really thinks of it as a skill, as a, actually mm. as a life skill. It's because the reason I like talking about health as a skill, because I truly believe that it's something that we can learn and mm. we can grow and we can develop like any yes. other skill that we're learning. You know, you really, really, really can enhance it um, endlessly, I think. But we don't do that. We think mm. of health as something that we just have or don't have. And actually, it's something that we do. I love to think of it as a verb. I'd love it to change mm. from a noun into a verb so that it becomes a doing word. It becomes something that we're actively participating in. Um, so, yeah, I wish, you know, I wish I could sort of change that. But I think we really need to start thinking of health as something that we truly own and can truly shape and change. Um, and for me, that's all, all lies in the land of lifestyle, really. But, uh, but that's where the skills side of it comes. And the asset part that you picked mm. up on. I mean, you know, look at the times that we're in um, at the moment. The one thing the world is telling us is that health is absolutely the most important asset that we have. It is at mm. our very, very core. It's the, it's the driver in the world. And when that goes, things change. And that's why everything yes. is changing so dramatically right now, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Oh my gosh. And I, and I have to be honest and say, when I, when I read that with that, that statement, not just now, but when I was doing my research for our interview today, when I read that, I have to be honest and say, I never thought of health as a skill, let alone as an asset. Mm -hmm. And as, as I started to ponder that, I thought, wow, you know, I think men will really grab a hold of that idea of it being a skill because that's one of the things that has been so elusive when uh, I talk all the time about men and men's issues. But one of the biggest things is, and you and I talked before we started recording about how difficult it is for most men to be able to express what's going on inside them because as young boys and growing up, we as men are never encouraged to explore those things, let alone share them. And so 
I tell men all the time, this whole idea of emotions and feelings, just think of them as skills, skills that you can learn. Yeah, 100%. And so, it's like men love their toolboxes, right? You know, men yeah. generalizations here, but this is part of your toolbox. It's another set of skills that you stuff that you can stick in your toolbox and pull out whenever, whenever you need. So, oh my uh, gosh, yeah. I love that. Yes, part of the toolbox. Mm, awesome. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, folks, that's tweetable. That's quotable. Use that. Just saying. I must pull up on the health bit as well. I think as we get talking, you'll get to know, but I'm like, acronym queen i love acronyms i love <laughs> alliteration um so i must tell you what my acronym for health actually stands for because when Ooh, you get okay. the gritty of it and we again talk about health as a skill well what does that mean anyway you know hey health mm -hmm. is a skill what's that so i've broken down each letter of the word health into again those doing words so yes. h in health is hold so i think health can be something that you hold as your own, not something that you hand over to be fixed. Okay. The E is engage. So again, mm. in your health, you've got to engage in it. You've got to be really curious about your own health. You've got to be an active participant in your own health journey. Mm. The A yes. is action. Again, I hope listeners like that because action is about doing and about taking action, but mm -hmm. action aligned with your purpose and with your values. I think we all do things in life, but we don't align them to the person that we are, to our sort of identity, really. Mm -hmm. H-E-A-L. L is learn. And I love, I love learning. And I think we can mm. all learn. And it's that whole growth mindset concept when you're thinking about your health is, is what can you learn about, about yourself and about mm -hmm. the things that you need to do. H-E-A-L-T is target. Um, mm. No one likes guesswork. So we don't have time <laughs> to guess what we need to do. It's about taking focused action. And we've now got data available to us. So let's use our biological data to mm. target our actions for okay. our health. And the final H is harness. So harness all those benefits that you will get from intentional living in exactly the way that you want to live. Mm. And that is health as a skill. Sweet. Oh my gosh. I hope you all got that. If you didn't, you know, go back to it. We will definitely include this in the show notes just so that you know. Um, so we'll include it there. This will also be on the YouTube channel that's coming out soon and we'll have all these things listed in there. So now that you've gone through one particular acronym, let's jump into another. Let's talk about the lifestyle first method. I mean, that's, I realize that's a big, bold, large kind of area, but I mean, that's what you're all about. And that's what we want to learn more about. So how far back do I go with that? You know, um, I'm a doctor, as you said, right at the beginning, I'm a GP. And I've been a GP for over 20 years now. Oh, and, and, and for those who don't know, would you tell us what a GP is? So GP is like a primary care doctor, so that you're okay. first point of contact with uh, with the health service. Right. Um, so GPs exactly. is general practitioner. Is that what that means? Yeah, GPs okay. is general practitioners. So, Perfect. Uh, um, master of all, as such. There you go. All right. <laughs> um, and um, in the UK, we have a sort of a system where you see your GP. Consultations tend to be quite short, so sort of ten mm. minutes, fifteen minutes. You know, deal with the issue and kind of on to the next. And um, same way here. It's the same way in the US. Yeah. yeah. And I think I, the realization came to me that this wasn't the sort of doctor I really intended to be when I was that bright, breezy 18 year old at medical school thinking I was going to you know, change the world. Because mm -hmm. um, what what really happens is that patients become quite dependent and they become mm -hmm. dependent on the doctor and they become dependent on the drug because a yeah. lot of medicine yeah. is around prescribing and prescribing medication, which you know certainly has a valuable part, but it becomes the the primary thing and I really recognize that people just aren't getting that control of their health in that way by relying on medication or relying on the advice of of the doctor mm. um, and so I sort of bailed ship a little bit from very traditional medicine um, a couple of years ago um, and I didn't really have a plan B I was in this great partnership and I thought you know what I've got to get back to being the doctor I really wanted to be all those mm -hmm. years ago um, so I jumped ship I didn't know what to what my plan B was and I got on a plane and I went off to India because um, mm. I just wanted this bubble to get burst you know really and what happened out there was that I saw a lot of self-care 
and a lot of compassion. I saw care in communities and I really, really kind of re-grounded myself in what medicine and health was really meant to be about. And it mm. took me back to the way people are living. It is a very much about your lifestyle, how you style life. And so when I came back to, to England, what I really wanted to do was lay those foundations of health down for, for my patients, because actually 80% of our health is in our hands and it's related to how we sleep, how we move, how we communicate, how we connect, how we choose our purpose, how we live out our identities, what our values are, what we do day to day, how our emotions play out. That is the stuff of keeping well. So what I did was I uh, created a method, which I've called the lifestyle first method. And this is based on all my, you know, 20 years of, of doctoring and lots of research and, and reading and every single letter in lifestyle, of course, it's an acronym, stands <laughs> for a, what I believe is a very, very powerful root of health. And I've come up with 10 very, very key dimensions um, mm. So yeah, let me go through them then. Oh, please. Uh, so we kind of, you know, know what, uh, what those are. So um, the L is life's purpose. And this is really important to the way that we live. You know, why do you get up every morning, John? You know, what is that driver for you to put your feet out up from that cozy duvet and hit the floor every morning? What is it that is giving us purpose in life? Mm -hmm. And actually lots of research has shown that purpose is really essential just to survive. It's a survival method that we need. We all need that driver. Um, so having like a purpose in life, life's purpose is really, really important for your, for your well-being and your health. Um, the I is your identity. And this is very much about your self-belief, the who, who am I? Um, and also the power of affirmation. You know, we become the person that we, that's in our thoughts. Our thoughts become us. We play out our actions through our thoughts. So that piece about identity is really, really important. So L-I-F is food. Um, and, you know, of course, food oh is gosh. medicine. Every So matter. huge. It's it's a choice, you know. No one is spoon feeding us. We're putting our own spoons in our own mouths. Mm -hmm. We get to choose, so it makes such a difference. Um, those choices, and of course, we've got the environment around us and societal pressures and advertising and marketing and big, you know, supermarket gurus and all the rest of it. Wow. But actually, we have to be enabled to make the food choices that really serve us well. Yes, ease exercise. Um, so again, you know, we're designed to be moving constantly and, uh, and we don't, in fact, I know both of us, I think are sitting down. Um, yes, yes. I'm sitting down. I'm, you, I'm, you, I'm waiting on my stand up desk to get here. And once it gets here, then I'll, yeah. I'll be good. So uh, well, I have got a stand up desk and it's amazing. It's beautiful. And actually, you know, one of the things I advocate all the time is just keep standing, just keep standing. So uh, yeah, mm -hmm. in ideal circumstances, we would both have been, been standing, but I've been standing all day. And as I said my end it's it's bedtime at the moment over here. yes yes um uh, s is sleep and i can't mm. tell you how important this is for basically all of our functions physiological emotional biochemical everything resets mm. when we sleep and of course what are we sacrificing in this world of digital tech and you know being oh, awake and alive all times of the day and night as we sacrifice our sleep don't we so oh, um, sure you know in yeah. fact i heard it said one time that when we sleep uh one of the things that happens in our brains it's it's as if our brain takes a bath mm. and, and it, it essentially cleans itself of of toxins and that sort of thing to try yeah. and just reset for the next day yeah, which we have what we call a G lymphatic system in our brain. Um, so um, there are these cells called glial cells in our brains. And what they do is they shrink down at night to make space for this, basically this you know, whole washout to occur. So all of our cerebrospinal fluid floods our brains and it does exactly that. It's like giving your brain a jet wash every night, get mm -hmm. rid of all the daybreak of all the hard work of the day. And you can imagine if you don't sleep, what actually happens uh, with that. And what we found actually is that you start to develop um, plaques in your brains, tangles oh, wow. in your brains of all the proteins, all the stuff that you find in things like mm. Alzheimer's disease, for example, uh, wow. start to build up. So there really, you know, really is a, it's a correlation. So yeah, we all need that jet wash of our brain every night. Give your brain a bath. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, tea is timeout. And this is very much about 
the opposite of the stress response is the relaxation response. And what do we do in our lives to actually evoke that? Because that we can mm. control. Um, and so things like breathing techniques, meditation, mm. journaling. Again, you know, this stuff has been around for centuries. Some of it is steeped in ancient culture, but there's now science attached to it as mm. well. So there's a reason yeah. journaling works so well. There's a reason that gratitude is so, so powerful. And also um, in Time Out is actually doing nothing. Spending time doing nothing is oh, yes. equally, if not more productive than this constant busy world that we, we sort of find ourselves in and this compulsion to always be, be busy as well. So T is about mm. to take a time out. Y is uh, something we were discussing earlier, which is your connections. Mm. And again, that connectivity that we have with people, as you said, we're you know, social beings, we're innately social. And it's so important, again, for our survival um, and our overall well-being. And there's lots of links to sort of uh, health issues um, around sort of loneliness um, mm -hmm. as well. So uh, L, uh, why is your connections? L, again, something we were talking about earlier as well, is about learning habits. So making mm. things that we do, some of these good things that we want to embed in our life, instead of having to exert self-control over ourselves all the time, which is really de-energizing, is actually build healthy habits learn habits and there's lots mm -hmm. of tips and techniques for how to do that and e is is a big one it's emotions it's a really mm -hmm. really you know has a huge impact um on our health and well-being is our sort of emotional health which then impacts on our physical health as well um, so that's lifestyle and the first part is actually what is the first thing we do when we're trying to make changes in our life we need <laughs> commitment we need confidence you need motivation you need mindset so actually that's the sort of piece around lifestyle first um, and it is as you said it's a really powerful acronym for those 10 very key very rooted dimensions um, of health um, which actually if we think about impregnating all of those things into our lives the difference the transformation is huge mm -hmm. absolutely you know listeners one thing i want to be sure to mention here dr alka shared so much with us just in the lifestyle acronym that she gave us there's so much there and as I was listening, there were a few times that I was starting to feel a little overwhelmed by some of the things that she was saying, not because individually those things were overwhelming, but collectively, it felt like there was a lot and there is. So I want to encourage you, like I always do, when you're talking about change, making meaningful, real changes in your life, it's about taking small steps, not how do I implement all of these? Pick one. Start with one and you just take a step into it. It's not, you know where you want to end up. Most of us can't take one step and get there. Most of us, it's lots of little bitty baby steps that get us there. But take the next best step. Yeah. That would be my encouragement. Yeah, no, 100%. And the beauty of that is that there is a very natural ripple effect which will happen. Mm. So if you can imagine if the only step you take is setting an alarm for waking up and going to sleep at the same time every day. And that's all you do, but you actually commit to doing that. So you're getting that right sleep. What's gonna happen? You're gonna feel more energized. If you yes. feel more energized, what are you gonna do? You're gonna go from the S of sleep to the E of exercise. You're gonna to want to yeah. exercise. Once you then move to the E of exercise, what are you gonna to wanna to do? You're gonna to want to move to the F of food because you're not gonna to wanna to eat trash after you've actually felt so energetic <laughs> and energized. You're gonna seek out automatically great nutritional food, nourishing food to eat and enjoy that experience of eating. So it is that very, very, you know, natural ripple effect which, which occurs. And I think you're 100% right is, the reason, I mean, it's New Year, isn't it, at the, at the moment as we're speaking, and the reason we know resolutions fall flat on their face is because we'd go all or nothing. We go, right, I'm gonna run a marathon, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm gonna do that in 10 days. But actually you haven't even bought yourself a pair of trainers yet. You know? right. So right. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't work. And so 100%, you know, it's all those, it's that 1% change, isn't it? That really, really starts, mm -hmm. to, starts to make a big difference. Those small shifts are gonna be the big shifts. Life doesn't change in one moment. It's not one no. thing so that's the big thing. It's all those small things that are really, really additive over time. Oh, absolutely. You know, in fact, I did an episode that released 
well, it was today. And today, listeners, happens to be January 5th, 2021. I had a solo episode was talk, that talks about uh, goal setting and habits. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I talked about in there. Uh, another thing that I want to encourage you listeners to do, something that is extremely helpful, especially if you really want to make meaningful changes in your life, accountability is huge in this. Someone else that, that you trust that will tell you the truth in love and really hold you accountable to whatever you say it is that you want to do. The other person doesn't set it. You set it. The other person is just basically holding your feet to the fire, so to speak. It's like, you said you wanted to do this by this date. What's going on? Yeah. That kind of thing. So oh, no. yeah, that's important. Completely with you. Because we all have very, very good intentions, don't we? We all mm-hmm. have these intentions that we say, well, I'm going to do this. But then like nobody's watching. And then actually you don't do it. And then on day one, you don't do it. And then on day three, you don't do it. And by day seven, it's all gone and forgotten. Right. Um, you know, but actually, and accountability in a positive way, I think. You know, tell mm-hmm. your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your spouse, tell your, tell your kids, look, you know what, well, I want to do this. And get that support. Yes rallied around you as well um and also I think it's that combination of having cheerleaders around you as your mm-hmm. kind of accountability partners but also that critical friend you know someone yep. who's going to say hey what happened today but in in a caring compassionate way not that judgmental what the hell you know why didn't you do what you said you were going to right. do we need that ongoing encouragement um as well and that little nudge is often all it takes to to get us back up doesn't it absolutely and men I know that there are those of you out there that this is going to be hard for you to do these changes. So let me encourage this kind of accountability. I'm going to pick on one area that Dr. Alka talked about, exercise. That can be really hard for us to do, especially to stick with it in this whole COVID-19 pandemic kind of world that we're in. So a couple things. First, you don't have to have lots of equipment to exercise. I can promise you that. One of the simplest things that you can do, and I'll include a link in the show notes to a set of resistance bands. Resistance bands are amazing ways of getting some exercise in. But also, you can set up Zoom calls. I mean, have another buddy exercise with you. There's another form of accountability. You know what? If I got to get up at thus and such a time and exercise, you are doing it with me. And we're going to do it and we're going to suffer together. (laughs) But we're going to get healthy together. You know, if that means that you guys are looking at each other on the screen and you're doing jumping jacks and push-ups and sit-ups and all that sort of thing, you know, don't feel like you got to have all this kind of equipment and stuff you don't. Um, I used this example the other day. One of the most effective and brilliant running backs uh, for American football who a guy who won the Heisman Trophy he was a fantastic professional player for years. His name's Herschel Walker. Mm. Herschel Walker, if you saw him when he played, he was fantastic. Never lifted weights ever. He did push-ups, sit-ups, that sort of thing. When he became a professional, he started learning about things like yoga and uh, ballet, mm. the ways stretching that sort of thing. To this, after his career was done, he was an MMA fighter. And was very effective at it. Yeah. If you look at him today, he's still ripped. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't lift weights. It's impressive. So you don't have to do that to get what you need. Am I allowed to give you another acronym? Of course you are. (laughs) You're you're the queen of acronyms. So bring them. Absolutely. So when I talk about exercise, I talk about exercise basics. Okay. Because actually, when we think about exercise, like you just said, we often think of it as either going crazy on that treadmill and running, or we think of it as going crazy with the biceps curls and just, you know, lifting those weights. But actually, your exercise basics are way broader than that. So mm. B is balance. You know, we've got to practice balance because mm. as we get older, we're more likely to fall. So we start to True. tune our muscle and our muscle memory to keep that balance. So simple things like standing on one leg and that sort of thing we should do that and you can do that whilst you know the kettle's boiling or whilst you're you're waiting for the next zoom meeting to start you know those balance is important a is your agility so that is your stretch and your flexibility because again we need that Uh, you know over time you've got to be able to flex there's no point just being strong um s is your strength 
Um, I is intensity. So again, with the men uh, who are listening, what often happens is you want to go for the biggest, heaviest weight that you can go. You want to be that, you know, kilogram lifter in the gym, but actually build your intensity. Injury happens. We know that. And building intensity slowly is way more sustainable and effective and fun. You know, you've got to keep right, it fun, right. uh, um, as well. Um, and C is um, cardio. Because uh, yes, mm-hmm. you've got, yes, you know, you've got to increase that sort of heart muscle um, uh, strength as well. And then the final S is stamina. So that's about endurance. It's mm-hmm. not just going heavier, but going longer. Um, yes, so yes. all of those are really important, rather than just picking one of those. So again, creating those habits, like you said, do a little of something every day, rather than a lot of something every now and again. I think that's sort of really important. And actually another tip, um, you're talking about sort of building um, building habits and having the accountability buddy, is this might feel quite against the grain for a lot of men who are listening, but actually it's do the least that you can. And the reason I say this sounds a little bit odd, but instead of saying, I'm gonna you know, whack myself out, exercise for you know, an hour and a half and do everything in that, in that workout, actually, do five minutes and then don't do more than that. Even if you want to, don't do more. Do it with your accountability buddy, have some fun doing it, stop after five minutes. When that five minutes becomes something that you just naturally do every single day without even thinking about it, that's become as easy as brushing your teeth. You're then ready to step it up. It becomes the 10, it becomes the 20, Mm -hmm. but you try pummeling away for an hour and a half. You're not gonna wanna do that all the time and I'm talking about, you know, normal people who exercise, not kind of athletic uh, level um, trainers. But right. really, if you actually want to build a habit, you have to have to start at the slowest denominator and build up rather than what we often do, which is go top up and then find ourselves not being able to sustain it. Because mm-hmm. really, it's all about sustainability. You want habits yes. that are sustainable. You know, you want things to feel so natural and part of your rhythms that you're not actually thinking about, oh yeah, I'm meant to go to the gym today. Oh yeah, I'm meant to be, you know, it's leg day today. Oh yeah, it's my core day today. You're not even thinking about it because it's already just inbuilt in, into you because you've mm-hmm. almost tricked your brain into, uh, <laughs> into, into that, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, now the exercise one is one of the easiest ones to pick on for men because most men, they're either all into it or all not. There's usually not a lot of in-between. Mm. Um, one of the ones that I have found to be the most challenging for men is in the area of food. Yeah. Uh, listeners, I will put a link in the description. I did a, a solo episode on part of the F6 formula. You all have heard me talk about food is one of those. And I talked about food extensively in there. So I'll include that in the show notes for you. But I know for me, when it came to food and getting to a point where I was eating consistently on a healthy basis. And when confronted with unhealthy choices, I would 99.9% of the time say no. Mm. It took a very long time for me to get there. It, it, it wasn't right away. Yeah. And you know, what, one of the, one of the best things that I have ever done for that is first of all, going grocery shopping with a list in mind of what I'm going to get ahead of time mm-hmm. and figuring out those things. Cause you know, not all healthy things does everybody like to eat. You know, yeah. you have to figure out what works for you and your family and that sort of thing. So it's not the same for everybody, but figuring out those things. And it's great. A, a simple one that I do, Dr. Alka, that I think it can be helpful to men. Um, men understand the idea of like a smoothie. It's like, okay, this is something I don't like. This is food I don't like. If I can blend it and drink it, it'll be gone quicker. So, uh, men, this is what I do every morning. I have this every single day. It's really, really easy. So here you go. I have organic frozen blueberries are in it. I use chia seeds, organic chia seeds. I use raw almonds. Uh, let's see. I have a greens powder that I put in there with it. I actually have a new one that I had a new powder. I have a beets. It's beets and pomegranate powder mm-hmm. that I put in with it um, and baby spinach. Amazing. And, awesome. and, the, and the liquid that I put in it, I use water. Yeah. yeah. Coconut water when I have it, but 
water. Those ingredients sound amazing in terms of, you know, you've got antioxidants, you're kind of reducing inflammation, you, you know, got a, a lot of really good stuff uh, going on in there. I guess the thing with food then is, you know, what makes it, what makes it difficult for men is, I don't know. I mean, what is it? Oh, I can tell you exactly what it is. I can tell you exactly what it is because we want it easy and we want it now. Yeah. Easy and now almost always means it's bad for you. Yeah. Almost always. That's what it means. And typically, not always, but typically it's cheaper too. Mm. The stuff mm. that's bad for you is cheaper. Mm. And it's, it's, it's too accessible. And now I can't speak for the UK. I'm talking about the US here. I mean, even in a pandemic, you can still go to fast food places and drive through and get food. Yeah. And, and I'm not, and I'm not telling guys, you got to give all that up right away. First of all, that's not realistic. I know you're not going to do it. I know you're not. But one of the really cool things that I have seen happen, not just for me, but for lots of people is as you start to make those healthy food choices, your body starts to change. Mm -hmm. Your palate starts to change. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you numerous times when I made the unwise choice of getting something that wasn't good for my body and putting it in my mouth, my body told me right away, this was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's times where I've done that and I'm like, nope, done. Not going to do that again. I think the thing to think about with food though, that actually might help and make things easier is when you understand why is really important you know what we talk about oh yeah making unwise choices or making healthy choices but i I think this comes back to a piece around identity is you know who Mm. is that person that you are or that you want to be through the choices that you make around food so you know if for example you're feeling you know pretty exhausted at the moment overwhelmed with everything that's going on really stressed up and actually the person that you want to be is energetic you want to wake up feeling energized then the simple sort of affirmation or that thinking that i am energetic actually then stimulates your food choices because then Mm. when you are faced with shall i drive down to the fast food place and grab what i need or actually can i open my fridge and see there's the celery and the spinach and the berries there and i can actually make that smoothie Mm. well actually i am energetic i'm identifying as an energetic person so it's easy for me to make a choice so I think, you know, if you can get back to values and what's important to you, and this applies to all choices, I think, over time, you know, food, absolutely. But if you use your values as helping you to make choices, then actually you have a lot more control uh, than you think you do over, over mm-hmm. what you choose. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's really valuable. And then I think the other piece that you talked about was just, you know, access, access to food. So that in a way, we're sort of, we, well, there's food abundance, isn't there? It's an abundance that we're surrounded by it all the time. And therefore, there's this compulsion and this sense that actually, therefore, we can eat it all the time and we should mm-hmm. eat it all the time. And so we lose sense of timing as well oh. when we eat. We're not designed to actually eat from the moment that we wake up to the moment <laughs> that we go to sleep. But actually, what we'll do is we might take our favorite snack and get into bed and snack while we're watching Netflix. And actually, mm-hmm. we're not giving our body then a chance to restore and regenerate when it's sleeping because that's what it's meant to do. Because those digestive processes are still going on. You know, that mouthful of, of that little bit of chocolate you had before you got into bed or that piece of fruit or even that glass of wine you had after, after eating, it all needs digesting. And that takes several hours. So you mm. might think you're going to bed, but actually you're not allowing your gut to restore. And then that in itself kind of sets up a whole load of inflammatory processes that, that go on. So I think you know, it's probably a couple of minutes thinking about why am I eating, but also when am I eating? Mm. Those are kind of important things to think about with food as oh, well. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that opens up a whole new set of things to think <laughs> about, for sure. So clearly, you've laid a groundwork here, letting all of us know how important our lifestyle is. And you went through each one step by step. So my question to you is, what's a good beginning point? If someone's saying, okay, Dr. Alka, I'm buying into what you're saying. That you don't have to convince me anymore. I'm convinced, but I'm just, I'm confused where to start. So what would you suggest? 
That is, uh, that's very individualized, John. I think that's okay. Uh, it's not going to be that one golden bullet uh, mm-hmm. for, for everybody. It's not everyone needs to start with, you know, throwing out the sugar or everyone needs to start okay. with an exercise regime. I think it's really important to, to tune in to what's important to you. So actually, probably the place that I'd encourage everyone to start with is the L of life's purpose is what matters mm-hmm. to you. What yeah. actually is important to you? Let's get to the nitty gritty of that. And mm-hmm. once you've identified what that purpose is what's important you're then going to be able to make the choices around that um, much more readily really um, you know at the moment there's a lot of stuff uh, being talked around about um, digital tech and social media and us being on our phones a lot and losing real world connection because of kind of the situation um, that we're in and and this is often a place that we can find ourselves mindlessly you know surfing the internet uh, and finding ourselves in places that we really didn't want to go in and before you know it it's you know two hours later and you've spent that time that you would have been productive doing the things that you wanted to do but you've been distracted by your digital tech um, instead and you know that's that's an important place to start sleep is a really really important place as well I think we sacrifice it far too much um, sometimes without realizing that we're even doing it because we're just binge watching that last episode of Netflix that we can't possibly go to sleep without watching uh, or we're sending out that last email because we're so dedicated to our work or whatever it is um, but we sacrifice sleep too easily um, I think as well absolutely you know one of the things that you were talking about there related to I'll just say electronics that just kind of encompasses everything related to that Uh, the coaching that I do with men I, I tell them a lot of times, because a lot of men are like me, they use their phones as their alarm clock. Mm-hmm. What I tell them is, yes, continue to do that, but it's no longer in your bedroom. Mm. You need to put it in the next room over. So it forces you to get up and turn it off. Second yeah. thing that's really huge, get the TV out of the bedroom. Mm. No mm. TV. Just leave electronics out of the bedroom. That First of all, that's not even what the bedroom's for. So just leave all that out. Now I realize it's different for different families. And if you're married, that's a, you know, a joint decision that the two of you need to make. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I think it helps alleviate a lot of these issues for going to bedtime. It just, it takes a lot of those distractions away. I mean, you know, dare I say it, if you want to fall asleep doing something, fall asleep, reading a book, an actual physical book. Yeah. Now, the listeners know that I'm a big reader, so I push that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, that I think that's so, uh, so relevant, but I think it takes a lot of discipline. And I think back to what we were saying at the, at the beginning, you know, my lifestyle method is full of all sorts of things that we can do, but I would much rather you did one thing and really did it. And yes. just taking time to create digital discipline in your life in whatever way you choose, whether that is putting the phone in the drawer, putting the phone in another room, using it, you know, in a way that you need. It's a great tool. You know, I think, mm-hmm. don't get, get me wrong. I think it's a great tool, but I think you have to use it as your tool rather than it using you. And that's the kind of key, key thing. The other thing I like talking about with sleep is is the snooze button. You know, actually, we press that snooze button constantly. We're literally snoozing away our lives doing that. You know, it's meant to be, I always say it's meant to be seize the day, not snooze the day. So is there a better way, actually, that you can use those nine minutes in that morning that you're actually giving away to the snooze button? Because I don't know what your sort of morning routines are like, but I find the morning routine is probably the most important thing of the day and it really sets the tone for what the rest of your day is going to be panning out like and if you use those nine minutes that you wake up and would ordinarily go on yes snooze because it's the phones there in arm's reach and actually think about maybe setting your intentions for the day relaxing into sort of some deep breathing before you get up and start scrolling through your your instagram or your facebook as soon as you wake up you know really set that day with with intention uh that's a much better use of those nine minutes um before you get out of bed for sure so if anything don't press the snooze button is another thing to add to the to the list of don'ts (laughs) that's right that's right um i wanted to ask you so we've been talking about this whole idea of of health and thinking of it more in terms of being skill and as you develop those skills it becomes an asset for you mm. what i wanted to ask was what impact does 
your health have on your relationships? Uh, pretty huge, actually, isn't it? Because actually, we affect others easily. We know we know that we affect people affect us, we affect others, our emotional energy affects people around us, people's emotional energy, we absorb that, um, that as well. Um, if we take sleep, as an example, uh, in terms of lifestyle factors, you know, when you're irritable with your partner in mm. the morning, Mm-hmm. actually do you think back to oh that's probably because I didn't have a good night's sleep or do you just think oh that's because my partner's being irritated the chances are it's actually related to you because all our emotional reset takes place at night when we sleep but we choose to ignore that factor <laughs> and that we actually play out the the you know the, the relationship difficulties with with the partner but actually we need to go back to to lifestyle and think about uh, and think about that so I think it has have a has a huge impact so long as we notice that and I think we have to start making the connections which is what lifestyle medicine is very much about it's about creating that understanding that web of lifestyle and how everything is so intertwined and interconnected back to that ripple effect you know things are very very connected at a, at a physiological and biochemical level and they play out in the real world as a result of that don't they oh yeah absolutely you know i i i tell people all the time uh, especially the men that i work with mm. you know there are different facets to your life but they're not separate boxes so you do have you know there is your your mental health there's your your emotional health there's your physical health and there's your spiritual health it's Mm -hmm. all those things so for me when i talk about working on health it's not just physical stuff that i'm talking about i talk about all those things and they are all related and you need all of them yeah we need all of them and how important that is I think the other thing with relationships as well, though, um, as that's obviously something that you brought up, is we often feel that relationships need to be super connected. You know, we've both got to be, if you're in a, in a marriage or in a partnership, you've both got to be doing exactly the same things at exactly the same time. So that means that you're super connected and both on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. But actually, relationships should allow independent growth. So to allow each of you to be focusing on areas in your life and your lifestyle that resonate with you. And it's a bit like sort of parallel train tracks often find is that we're all on our own journeys, on our own train tracks and in a relationship, there's the train track going kind of parallel. But what often happens is you get to an interjunction, don't you? And you cross over and you blend and then it comes together and then you carry on with you're doing your own things and you come together. And I think you've got to allow that weave and flow in a relationship and for each of you to be doing things at your own pace, at your own own place, rather than the emotional upset that comes because one of you wants to do A and one of you prefers to B and one of you is not quite ready to go off into plant-based eating and another one isn't quite ready to give up on alcohol completely or the other one wants to read in bed and the other one isn't quite ready to switch off Netflix. You know, I think we all have to allow that journey to happen, you know, individually um, as well as together. I think that's really important for for relationship growth and personal growth as well. Absolutely. Yes. So let me ask a slightly more challenging question. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing, Alka, in your life to help improve your relationships at home, excuse me, and in business? Uh, So um, probably quite a few things without necessarily labeling them as doing on purpose I think they've sort of kind of happening quite naturally I think um, my children are home from university at the moment we've now got you know schools in in the UK are kind of locked down um, and secretly I've I've loved some of it because it's meant that we're all at home and we're all (laughs) doing things together so you know that level of communication and really that you know good old-fashioned family banter Mm. is the stuff that I you know really really cherish and and a little bit more of that digital detox and making sure that you know, when we, we are communicating, it's not with one of us looking at our screens, it's actually looking at each other's expressions and really developing that level of understanding for each other. So I think that's, you know, that's been um, really important. Um, we've got two puppies as well. So our, okay. our dogs kind of bring us um, bring us together as well. Um, food has become quite interesting um, in our house, um, certainly sort of in, uh, in lockdown one, um, we developed um, a bit of accountability and a, a buddy system. So two of us would go together and we'd be responsible for lunch and two of us 
us would be responsible for dinners. We had a lovely rolling program. We know we're all kind of, you know, growing up in the family and kids can cook as well and getting everyone to get involved in that and recognizing what, you know, food and cooking was all about. So I think that's been important. I think I enjoyed that more than the children, of course, because I could delegate cooking, which is great. (laughs) (laughs) So there were protests for sure. But I think, you know, in terms of kind of what we we learned from that uh, around kind of food and and connection through that has been um has been really lovely as well um so those are probably sort of key ways i think for me is um, my morning routine has been really important to kind of as i said set that tone up um for the day as well um i've got myself a stand-up desk um here as well which uh, which is lovely it's electronic and it's a great gadget uh, and it's fun as well but again more importantly you know certainly from a from a health and lifestyle angle um it's really important that we are sitting less and standing more and much more agile and on our feet and and um, and moving about, uh, so uh, so yeah, those have kind of been the key uh, key areas for us. Excellent, excellent. Okay. Oh, and actually, an interesting thing we did, I must say, um, in terms of you sort of how relationships been, is that. Um, for the new year this year, we all set ourselves words for the year, oh, uh, as opposed to sort of resolutions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we all as a family sat down and had a good chat and quite a good laugh about, you know, uh, our words each for the year. So that was something quite nice that brought us together because it also means in terms of that, a little bit of accountability, we can also sort of hold each other to actually, you know, you, your word was healthy this year. And what's going on with uh, with that kind of chocolate feast tonight? And, and, and <laughs> yeah so i think it's been you know nice to be able to do that in terms of building our kind of communication and relationships and and uh, an accountability bit to each other in the family yeah excellent excellent all right well we're getting close to wrap-up time but before we get there how can people find you how can people find me um what's the easiest way the easiest way is my website uh which, which is, is? Uh, www.dralkapatel.com which is very easy Um, so that's the easiest way I'm on all the social media channels at Dr Alka Patel UK so Facebook Instagram Twitter and LinkedIn uh, those are key ways um, as well Um, I'm also um, just launching an academy as well actually a online course related to the lifestyle first method so that's also a a good way to uh, to reach me as well and reach some of the uh, things that we've been talking about in real depth um, as well so that's available through my uh, through my website and of course there's my podcast um, as well uh, which is the lifestyle first podcast so uh be great to sort of catch with catch up with people through that as well absolutely so the course is new though so that's exciting yeah yeah very um very exciting because as you say there's so much to talk about in this space and to be able to curate it and bring it together um in a, into a system and a method i think is um, is really useful you know we all need a bit of a navigation map through life don't mm-hmm. we you've got to know where where you start and where you're going to and i think the method really provides provides that and i've been able to put that together uh, through a course which is really exciting as well so very exciting very exciting all right well we're ready for our final four are you ready Oh my God, I don't know what to expect here. (laughs) Oh, that's good. That's good. That makes me very excited. All right, so here we go. Question number one. Why did God create Alka? Wow, oh my goodness. How do I answer that, John? You really have put me me on the spot. Um, Really to be able to help the world and individuals in it to back to DNA to discover, notice and activate who they are, what they want and where they are going. Because I truly believe that uh, by being able to share messages of health that matter, that's why I'm here. And the more I can do that, the more people can be enabled to be the person that they absolutely want to be. That is why I am here. That's absolutely my mission. All right. Love that. I love it. All right. Question two, what are you doing, reading or listening to that's helping you grow? What am I doing? I am living with intention. Intention is my word of the year. So okay. I'm 
feeling so much more aware of myself, my thoughts, my environment, everything, so that I'm feeling much more able to be active in my choices because that word is something that I'm, you know, utilizing all the time, which is lovely. So I'm here intentionally with you today, John. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. So uh, do you also, do you have any like, like podcasts or books that you're listening to or reading right now that's helping you? Oh, wow. I have, I've literally got a really long list of things that I are on my, you know, 2021 list of books that I need to grab hold of. So I haven't actually started on my book list yet. Uh, so uh, no, not at the moment. Gotcha. All right. Question three, what do you like to do for fun? What do I like to do for fun? I spend um, time um, playing with the dogs, as I said. So that's mm -hmm. uh, that's good fun. Um, I enjoy um, walking, which is good. Um, when lockdown allowed, I was salsa dancing, uh, which oh, okay. was uh, lovely as well. So that's kind of, yeah, that's the, uh, the fun side of life for sure. All right. Now, do any of those involve other family members? Um, it did involve my husband. Um, in fact, we both sort of did took salsa classes and did medals and all sorts of things. Um, so yeah, did uh, did initially uh, did, we did that together, which was lovely. Yeah. All right. All right. And final question: What are you most grateful for? I am most grateful for the laughter and the chatter of my children. I have to say, it gives me the greatest uplift just hearing that around me. Absolutely love it. Mm, love that. Miss that, but love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I mean, as you can see behind me, those, those, are, those are mine. So, but they are not here with me. One's, one's in college. The other two live in a different place than I do. So, so I get that. Yeah. Their energy is out there with you though, isn't it? So it is. I, I still communicate with them. It's just, it's not the same as being with them, but yes, I still get to do that. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Thank you. All right. Well, listeners, thank you very much for tuning in today and listening to my time sharing with Dr. Alka Patel. I want to let you listeners know that this is the first time that Dr. Alka is with us, but it will not be the last time that she's with us. She's going to be a regular contributor to this particular podcast. She's going to be sharing so much wisdom with us. Not that she didn't share a lot today because it was a lot, but <laughs> she's got lots more to share with us. And I can't wait to dig deeper into some things. She hinted at the DNA earlier, not deoxyribonucleic acid. Are you impressed? Hey, hey, Did I do that? <laughs> I yeah. That. I actually remembered that from school. I didn't even have to oh. look it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So she's going to share more with us about DNA in the future and some other things. And I, I have some ideas that I'm not going to share yet, but I'm going to talk with her about some things that I think are going to be really, really helpful for all of us going forward to help get our skill set of health up to the level that it needs to be. So we're viewing it as an asset. Love that. Yeah, let's embed that health as an asset. That's right, as an asset. So on that note, we will end. Thank you, listeners, for being here, and we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Revenue. I'd love to get your thoughts on the show. Two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media. You can find me at John Hewlin. Thanks again for listening, and remember, passion gets you started, purpose keeps you going. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.